Yo, 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 yo. Huh. Well, I don't want to say the season's already over, but go ahead and get those ring size, boys, because we're winning number six. It's Andy Gatelli. Benjamin Walker. Boys and boys. Here we are. One here week we are. officially into 2018. Um, go. How you doing, man? How you feeling over there? <laughs> feeling like a, a champion, Ben. I mean, I was nervous going into this game on Thursday. I, you know, I had to, I have to travel all week this week. I'm out in Atlanta for some work-related nonsense. I'm chilling. But Thursday night, I waited all day. I was really nervous. We had talked about it on the podcast last week. You know, there's some questions around wide receiver answered. There's some questions around the linebacker core answered. There's some questions about the secondary. Not quite as answered, but still looking okay. And man. <laughs> First and second string looked just about right where I wanted to be All this right. season week one. All How right. are you doing? I'm good. Let's let's not get too far ahead of ourselves here. I uh I love this man's optimism. I mean, this is true cowboy homerism. Only a man that uh saw their team lose 24-21 could walk away feeling like we're on, on the path to a a sixth Super Bowl ring. But that's why you love us. That's why you love boys will be boys, because we are the pulse of the fan. We we get you guys, all right? Andy's over there. He's he's on cloud nine. Maybe some of you are. Maybe some of you are a little more, I won't say level-headed, uh, uh, cautious as myself, been burnt too many times, like a bad ex-girlfriend. But we, we all know why you people listen to this, okay? If you when they win, you listen because we're going to way over-exaggerate the importance of that win. And if we lose, we get like twice as many listeners because all the Cowboys haters, mostly the people we know, pretty much want to hear us on suicide watch so here we are in phase one of that equation yeah over the moon on my end anyway yeah because score doesn't really matter in preseason you know it's yeah, like especially not when all the points that win the game are scored by the fourth string guys i know i know so that's why we're excited this game preseason one was played in san francisco nine o'clock local time for most of you out there meaning most of you were probably logical humans that went to bed by the end of that first half. Me and Goat were not that. I was I was sitting back taking taking detailed notes on these third stringers with, with my third vodka tonic in my system. So I'm 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 pretty happy, man. I'm good to go. I'm ready. Where where do we want to start in this whole thing? How should we begin today? Yeah, I mean, I guess we'll we'll go a, a basic overview and then we'll we'll break it down into the important parts. Uh, we'll go offense and defense, some stuff we liked, some stuff we didn't. Um, so, yeah, let's dive right in. Obviously, like Ben said, this game was played in the relatively new Levi Stadium. Uh, I believe it's in Santa Clara, California. Uh, Bro, it's not the uh, no, stick, far, man. Do you think Niners Far enough away. Field. Oh, they hate it, dude. Do you think they hate that? Like, not that we hate hate Jerry World, but do you think they miss, like, how we have nostalgia at Old Cowboy Stadium? Do you think they miss the stick? Oh, one, they missed the stick, and two, they legitimately do hate Levi Stadium. Like <laughs> they well, and they hate Jed York. Like they hate their <laughs> they owners. They hate Jed York. They hate and and with good reason. I will say this. Last year, Jed York sent out from his office a questionnaire to all 49ers season ticket holders. And the last question on that questionnaire was, How important is winning to your game day experience? <laughs> Which uh where is this guy's head at, right? Like that just shows you exactly what they are concerned with. And it ain't putting the best team in the world on the field. It's serving $46 nachos at Levi stadium, which is like an hour away from San Francisco. It's atrocious, especially for such a storied franchise as the 49ers. It's terribly sad. So hey, you got as many rings as us, bro, bro. Yeah. Not for long, boy. Not for long. <laughs> So, these guys, the uh, the 49ers, they're coming in hot, man. They uh, they had a disappointing beginning of last season. They made the blockbuster trade. They went out. They got one Jimmy G, a.k.a. Jimmy Garoppolo, uh, and he put together a, a hell of a, an end to his season. Uh, I think they won five straight. Oh, they did. Jimmy G's uh, never lost a game, and he's never lost a porn star's number. Which Okay, I'll say this. Don't get me wrong. He seems really good. That said, 
the uh, insane level of optimism who threw seven touchdowns and five picks, they may have overpaid. Just saying. I'm not trying to be a jerk. Just saying. I'm sold on him, which is weird, but I have a feeling he's good as fuck. Well, he didn't look good as fuck <laughs> Thursday night. Dude, who looks good Thursday night when they're playing the boys, dude? Nobody. Nobody. This is, this is true. Against the first string of the Dallas Cowboys, what hope do you really have? True. What hope do you really have? So, getting right into it, this was a game that a lot of us, uh, I think if you listened to last week's podcast, you probably heard that uh, the starters probably weren't going to play. We were really used to seeing that. I saw a lot of starters playing for a lot of teams. Ben, what do you think of the theory that the NFL, having seen some bad ratings last year, went to all these guys and they were like, yo, I'm going to need to see the starters for a series. Um, I'll answer that, that I don't think the NFL or ownership is above any sort of money-making tactic. Uh, they are the greediest sports organization in the world with uh, maybe apologies to FIFA. I don't follow that as close, but it's, they're pretty corrupt. <laughs> but in general, uh, yeah, the NFL is all about the bottom line. It wouldn't shock me. You did see a lot of starters playing, especially for uh, bad teams. Um, we actually got some DAC last night, which are uh, Thursday night, which I was not expecting. But uh, just on that note, yeah, we, we actually saw a little bit more of the ones than I think you're accustomed to seeing week one preseason. Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, we pretty much saw everyone except Cole Beasley, Zeke Elliott, and Dan Bailey. And Sean Lee. And Sean Lee. We did not see Sean Lee. Though that did open the door. I know. Dallas Cowboys' next superstar. We'll get to that in a little bit. So, right off the bat, uh, Cowboys got to take the ball first. We did see Dak. Um, This was a great series, man. I mean, I didn't really know what to expect. You know, we're breaking in a new offensive lineman, um, which did prove to be somewhat of a challenge. Uh, but this is a, this is a very good drive they put together. We see some very good runs by Rod Smith, um, who I think has really solidified himself as the backup quarter running back. Uh, and honestly, looks like he could definitely pull his own weight when Zeke needs a breather or if Zeke gets suspended by some terrible mismanagement of the NFL again. Um, between the, the Cowboys line and Rod Smith, I was very impressed with the ground game. Uh, we also saw Dak use his feet, picked up a key third down, 12-yard run. Um, looked really good. What did you think of that first drive, Ben? Yeah, I think it was everything you wanted. Um, you know, I made just little notes on, like, my, my standouts or my kind of stars of the game. And even though Dak only played one series, he was the first name I wrote down. Um, you know, he just looked crisp. I mean, this is nothing new for Dak. His preseason numbers are really gaudy. We saw it as a rookie. We saw it last year. And I don't know why – there were some mixed reports out of training camp, but you know, game time showed up, and that that guy's a baller. And it uh, ended, Andy. If you went with a play that really got the hype crowd going, so the Cowboys get out there. They're at about the thirty yard line. Uh, Dak takes the ball, goes through his progressions like a pro. This guy's a gamer. Okay, when the lights are brightest, which is preseason game one, Dak Prescott shows up just drops a dime over to the right side of the field, and one Michael Gallup snatches it. Jimmy Ward just absolutely does not even know where he is because Gallup put a move on him so bad. And we watched Gallup walk into the end zone for a quick six points. Um, you know, this was a guy, third-round pick out of Colorado State. People were have been hyping him up kind of, it's kind of just by default because the Cowboys do not have – uh, a legitimate number one receiver kind of picked out right now. Um, coming into the draft, you know, he got some very good scouting reports. He was kind of one of those guys who were like, hey, he goes to a small school, but he put up great numbers. He looked like he was really good. Um, and, man, after having some up and down days at camp, he showed up big time in this game. Yeah, Gallup and Gallup, one catch, 30-yard, touchdown, first drive. It was it was nice to see, Uh you know, we're going to need somebody to win on the outside. I thought in general, just speaking, the wide receivers had a, a pretty solid showing. No no superstar. I don't think anyone had more than two catches all night. But, uh, 
you know, I feel like everybody made a play here or there, and that was definitely the splash play maybe of the game, to be honest. I'll be honest, though. I think Gallup would have got away with another really big catch uh, if Cooper Rush does not underthrow him criminally on a drive later in this game. Um, yeah. A lot of a lot of fuss has been made about this play. Cooper Rush is a guy who had just about as good a preseason as a rookie backup quarterback can have if your name's not Dak Prescott last season. Um, made some big splash plays with Rico Gathers. And on a play later in this game, uh, Cooper Rush saw Michael Gallup make a double move, get behind. He had like three or four steps on this corner with nothing in front of him but daylight. And Cooper Rush just underthrows this ball. Um, Gallup kind of has to come back and play DB. Uh, and it manages to fall incomplete. But this could have been a huge play both for Cooper Rush and for Michael Gallup, who was already having you know probably the biggest night of his of his life at that point. Um, so I think we, we've got something good in, in Michael Gallup. That's definitely uh, a name that I'm going to say. I think you're right. I think that was a splash play of the game. Um, but I don't want to take away from, from the throw. Dak Prescott threw a dime on that touchdown. Yeah, Gallup's quote just for it was said, uh, that was a good feeling, especially for me being so young, being a rookie and everything. I needed that boost of confidence. It was a good feeling. So – that was his quote. Boy was boys ready for the moment. Got that little got that little jolt in him for the the rest of hopefully the season, but definitely preseason and absolutely. Um, and so I guess before we go on to other offensive players, I do want to just because the defense came out next and had a really good showing. We can do the first drive of defense as well. Sure. Um, so we, we played starters on defense except for Sean Lee. Um, you know, this was a big moment uh, with the addition of Chris Richard. Yes, we're going to pronounce his name correctly now after a week of calling him Chris Richard. Uh, Chris Richard's defense was was kind of on display for the first time. People wanted to see pressure on the quarterback. People wanted to see the DBs flying around, especially with a guy coming in as hot as Jimmy Garoppolo. Uh, ben, what did you see out of the defense on this first drive? Well, Jimmy G is a good-looking man. I get why Goat says that. He is an attractive male. Objectively um, attractive. Uh, no, defense, defense was good. You know, this is – kind of been the mo for i feel our defense a while they don't really produce a lot of splash they don't get a lot of turnovers but uh they got the stops um byron actually probably almost had a pick if the ball was actually thrown on target jimmy got kind of lucky that it was a shit throw and maybe that was intentional otherwise i think byron would have jumped that but um in general yeah a, a good first showing you know we, we got to see a little bit of pressure out there um the linebackers were or stuff in the run game, you know, it was really, and they kept a lot of the starters out there. Goat just shifted outside of the corners before we get too Pacific. Uh, it was a, it was a good showing for the defense. Yeah, I loved what I saw in the first drive. Um, the Cowboys forced three third downs. Jimmy did manage to com- uh, convert two of those, um, but did eventually get stopped. They were forced to punt. Uh, Tank was up in Jimmy's face, man. Uh, there was one in particular where. Garoppolo almost just had to throw the ball away. Uh, Tank was literally inches from just destroying him. Uh, Tank is just looking like he's already in midseason form, and and that goes along with everything that we've heard about him at camp. Um, you know, they they interviewed a couple of the Dallas Cowboy linemen uh, about the fact that uh, Tank Lawrence was rated an 83 in the new Madden. Uh, all of them just were flabbergasted. I think the quote from Zach Martin was, that's way too low. That's the best defender on our team. So, I mean, these are the guys that play against him every day. I know they're his teammates, but apparently he's made an impact, you know, not only from last season, but he's carrying it over into this year's training camp, and he's looked pretty stout. Sure. Agreed, and and, and that's good to see him. We, we both, you know, I said on last pod, you know, I'll just repeat myself briefly. You know, we're both forward giving him the 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 franchise tag this year, you know, because he really only has one year of super production and it was last year contract year. You just never know it, guys. Um, but I really think we're gonna see something similar to last year. Um, I wouldn't be surprised somewhere in the neighborhood of twelve to fourteen, sixteen sacks season if he's healthy. Um, so that that was great. Um, any one particular goat that stood out on the one since we you know they really played briefly. Um, was there anyone for good or for worse that that stood out for you um yeah i mean obviously uh you know on the offensive side of the ball Gallup looked amazing uh, especially for a rookie um dak looked like he was in midseason form as far as 
making good. He was reading through his progressions well. He threw a really nice touchdown pass, um, converting a, a key third down with his feet. Those are all the skills that we've come to expect from Dak Prescott. Um, on the defensive side of the ball, uh, and and you're gonna you're you're gonna get frustrated because you know I'm on this hype train, but oh, Jalen Smith. I'm not gonna say I told everyone, although those are the facts that I did in fact tell everyone. But Jalen Smith looks like he's going to be an absolute animal. You are. First I just all, know. I just know. I'm looking forward to this pod every week, just so the boys will be boy fans know. But I just know every single week. I'm going to have to hear a Jalen Smith comment. And I hope it. I mean, trust me, I hope the guy's good. But if there's anyone who wants Jalen Smith to work, it is it is that man on the <laughs> other side of the <laughs> Hey, that's true. But first of all, name for me like a, a better human than Jalen Smith. No, I can't. He's just a really good dude. Good just interview. Just a super solid guy. I mean, had what should have been a career-ending injury. They were worried he would never walk again. Uh, he came back last year, had kind of the standard rookie struggles of a linebacker. Well, he, he well, I sat out his full rookie year. Yeah, came out last year, and and we even talked about it. it was unfair to him. They didn't want him playing fifty five snaps a game. They just yeah. got in they were forced to by trouble. And, and Sean Lee, yeah, and so he had to, and he wasn't ready for it, and it showed. For sure, and there were, and what I loved about, um, for those of you who who go back and you watch the highlights, the highlight you'll see of Jalen is on a uh, tackle. I guess it was for a loss by yeah. Yeah. of of Jarek McKinnon, the new running back uh, for. Whoa! The did they not, okay, Tom, did the Niners overpay for that dude or what, man? Dude, I said that at the time. I I remember. Am I the only one who thinks Carlos Hyde's a better runner than Jarek McKinnon? Jarek McKinnon is Felix Jones. He is a guy that if he is your change of pace back that gets five touches, he might go for like 80 yards in a TD. But what look at Carlos Hyde and Jarek McKinnon's numbers for their careers, and you tell me who deserved the bigger contract. Who did, awesome. what, did, what did Jarek McKinnon get paid? Uh, I'd have to look it up. But it was it was bigger than I would have thought the market for him demanded. Now, a lot of that's fit. Shanahan loves that style of back. I mean, he did it with uh, – who am I thinking? Was it – not Tevin, maybe Tom, but you know what I mean. He loves that little scat back. That's oh, kind of four his years, thirty million, dude. Yeah, that's big for running back numbers. That's serious running back money, dude. Like eighteen million. Well, go look guaranteed. up. Go look up what Carlos Hyde to, got paid, and tell me. And their numbers aren't even close on who's been a more productive running back. Carlos got three for fifteen. Yeah. I would have paid Carlos three for 15 over McKinnon four for 40 dogs. So the average base salary here, Jarek McKinnon makes 50% more money than him. I know. Carlos I don't gets an get average it. of five. He gets an average of seven and a half. Like, and I yeah, get it. Makes- you know, he's a better pass catcher and I get that. That's what the league is, is, is gravitating towards. But I thought that was a bit of a, a silly thing. Now at the same time, the Niners have so much money because they literally don't pay anyone right now, except for Jimmy G. Yeah. That I guess okay, it didn't really hurt them, but still, I thought that was. I don't think that was necessary. I'll say that. Totally agree with you, one hundred percent. Also a big Carlos Hyde fan, so. But yes, back um, to back to your boy. Right. So Jared McKinnon gets a handoff in the backfield, and this is a play that I really do think last year Jalen Smith overruns, like overcommits. He was last year one of his big issues was that he hadn't quite regained all his lateral quickness yet. He was pretty good right. in a straight line. But if a guy juked on him, he wasn't really capable of changing direction. Um, Jalen eats this guy alive. Uh, and it wasn't the last play that Jalen Smith made an impact on. Um, in the following series, Jalen uh, blitzed up the middle and collapsed the pocket, leading to an, a premature throw. And then on the following play, stunts like he's going to blitz and pulls the entire 49ers offensive line offsides. Uh, for a false start. So he's looking excellent. I am over the moon about how happy I am for this kid. He's just such a good story. I really think he's going to be an incredible tool for the Dallas Cowboys. Um, every day when I watch the practice tape, I always see like him staying up with Cole Beasley, him staying up with Zeke running out of the backfield, swatting balls. This is going to be a special I'm season. I'm going to say this I love is there's also one Cowboy that has not lost faith in Des Bryant, and that is Jalen Smith. He – does not say enough good things about how Des mentored him and and how he's his big brother. And you'll always see him on Twitter tweeting good thoughts at Des. So 
So there I you have it. it. All around, perfect human, perfect Dallas Cowboy, <laughs> defensive so he, player of the year. So you was your boy. Who? Uh, anyone else? Anyone else jump off at you in the ones? Um, from the ones, that was that was probably I would say. And, and Tank, Tank looked really good. Um, okay. They were. It had that been a real game situation where he has the whole game to work. That's a game where Tank is getting a couple sacks. It just is like. They didn't have anyone to slow him down. That offensive line for the 49ers does not have the skill to stop him. Um, and now that the Cowboys are really starting to come into a, a place where they're actually pretty deep at D-line, uh, it's going to be trouble for teams because they can't just double tank. So I'm very excited. What about you? Who do you like in the ones? Yeah, as I said, Dak was really my guy. I know it was brief and Gallup. Um, Defensive-wise, I just thought as a unit they looked good. I liked Byron. I, I I don't think he played really as much as I would have liked to see, but he looks good out there compared to the right side of the field that I think was Cheeto and Lewis and Brown that were just getting beat up. But I thought Byron uh, uh, showed some some flash. Agreed. Um, Cheeto worried me less than Anthony Brown and Jordan Lewis, who both had – questionable nights I'll well yeah let's that. just we'll move into that so so uh going through the game we won't go score by score guys i mean we'll save you that i mean it's it's a preseason game after this the twos come in um so we're just going to talk about kind of some highlights from that some some players you like so jumping right into that goat uh uh i'll throw the good on you first uh uh any anyone on the twos that you like twos and threes yeah, um, well, I guess he was technically a one now that I look at it. But Blake Jarwin had had himself a good game. Oh, um, good one! Yeah, he was. He was, I guess he is the two because the starting tight end is is Jeff Swain. But um, Blake Jarwin had uh, a, a very nice catch that he tiptoed along the sideline for. I think it was almost a touchdown. They ruled that he stepped out at the one. Um, thought that was an excellent, excellent job. Um, I will say, Bo Scarborough had himself a hell of a game hell yeah he was on my list too yeah Bo uh this is a guy that you know was kind of in that stable of running backs at Alabama seventh round pick by the Cowboys just a huge dude um and it was he was he really got the chance to kind of get to the outside and show that he's not a slow guy he's not just a fullback he can really run he got out to the outside on one and I think it was like a 20 yard run um, yeah, I think his first touch was a twenty-eight yard scamper or something. So um that was nice to see Saquon Barkley blew up. But <laughs> but uh anyway, uh I liked that. I liked what I saw from Bo. Um I think the goal line was good for, for Bo as well. Yeah, well he scored. I think that was a little more O line than it was Bo. I was actually a little concerned on his that burst. Jump wasn't great. Yeah, that jump wasn't his great. burst on that first carry was a little Luck laster, but you know what? He got in the end zone. Uh, either way, you get it done. Um, yeah. I, I thought the running backs in general, you know, we didn't see Zeke at all. He he had the day off. Um, but Bo, I know Rod Smith ran with the ones, but he was impressive. And, you know, Darius I, uh, Jackson, dude. And Darius Jackson played fine. So I don't know what the order's going to be there. I really think it'll be Zeke will be our one, Rod Smith the two, and Bo the three. Yeah. Um, but I'm okay with that. And, uh, and Bo may not even get five touches in the regular season, but uh, I think if we need him to be kind of that bruiser, he could. Agreed. Agreed. Um, on the wide receiver side, I liked Lance Lenore. You know, that's a guy that's been yes. getting a lot of, of shine in, in camp. He's been making some great catches. He was one of the guys that went down to Orlando with Dak to do special quarterback receiver drills and practice one-on-one. Um, and they clearly have a, a little bit of uh, – he's clearly gotten a feel for this playbook. Um, caught a great toe-tap touchdown from Cooper Rush. Uh, Cooper was forced out of the pocket, ran – bootlegged out to his right and found uh, Lance, who had kind of done some some juking in the back of the end zone to just get himself just enough space to squeeze the catch in and tap both toes down. Um, all in all, great night from him. We saw a couple flashes of Hearns and uh, Tavon Austin – uh, Avon would have had a, a really stupendous catch if it wasn't for the just freak of nature that is uh, – why am I forgetting his name? The 49ers linebacker. Solomon Thomas? No. no. Ruben Foster? No, he Ruben beat him. Foster, yeah. yeah. He had – Ruben Foster stayed step for step with Tavon Austin and broke up a pass that was 
honestly maybe the best display of athleticism we saw in this game. It was freakish. Um, say what you want about Reuben Foster. Uh, the dude does he comes with some uh, some side notes from his college yeah, just career don't, and from- just don't just don't Google him if you're one of those people that care about your football players being good people. Yeah, just assume he's a tremendous athlete and a tremendous humanitarian and, and move on from there. But um but yeah, and and, and Alan Hearns had a, a catch or two as well. Um that slant on third down was very des like. Was I the one who thought that? I agree with you. I agree with you. And we even saw Terrence Williams make an appearance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll give him props. He, other receivers were fine. No one really uh uh you know. Like I said, a couple people stood out, but nobody really looked poor or out of place. Here's um, what I loved. They were getting like separation, which is something we heard as a complaint all last season, that these receivers could not get separation. Um, I don't know if it's the the practice they've done with Coach Richard. I don't know if it's the new scheme that they're kind of trying to work from that's more schematic and moving the receivers around to different spots. Um, but there were receivers open in this game, which I liked a lot. Um, even against the 49ers ones, uh, the wide receiver core was able to get enough space to make catches uh, and open up opportunities for the run game. And that's all we really need. We don't need to be, uh, you know, Texas Tech air raid throwing for 5,000 yards. We just need enough of a pass game to score when the opportunity presents itself, like Michael Gallup's touchdown, uh, and just to keep the defense honest so that we can do what this offense is built to do, which is run the ball behind Zeke. So I was very pleasantly surprised by everything the offense did with the ones and twos and they looked great. Um, what about defense, Ben? Who'd you see uh, outside of the ones that you liked on D? Man, uh, I'll tell you who flashed the game was Joe Thomas. Um, this guy was a unsigned free agent linebacker that we got uh, from the Packers. And he had a big game. I think he had five tackles, one interception that he got off a, a cave on Frazier tip, really just right place, right time. And then he tipped the ball himself, but he was all over the place. I saw he actually made a, I don't know why they do this, but pro football's team of the week. For yeah. Season week get a 90 coverage rating or something. I was like, all right. Like, but yeah, I, thought, I thought it was real silly that they, they do that for preseason. He only played like 25 snaps. I think I read Which but, was actually a lot more than our other linebackers got to play. So he actually played the most snaps of any linebacker right. on the team. But he flashed to me. I mean, he was definitely. he was everywhere. He played really, really well. He was definitely my the guy I haven't heard anything about or really watched that kind of um, um jumped on his uh, out on tape. You know what I mean? Like kind of that that explosive. As we we said a couple of years, you know, you get that George Selby performance where a guy all of a sudden you're like, huh, and then he makes yeah. the team. So I'm rooting for Joe Thomas, man. That was he had a hell of a game, goat. Yeah, I'll say this about both the linebackers and the D-line. These are both positions where the Cowboys have struggled with depth, particularly a linebacker, um, as evidenced by the fact that they took one LVE with the first over with their first pick in the well, first round. LVE here. Huh? That was uh, a gosh darn good game of football out there. There sure were a lot of people there. Uh, it was it the first like, time I've ever been to an NFL game. <laughs> it looked like the entire state of Idaho came out to watch me play football. It's <laughs> very crunch. <laughs> Dude, that is definitely our nickname for LVE is Mintberry Crunch. This guy, he's a good dude. Don't worry. We're the pod's rooting for him, but you couldn't have a more G golly shucks guy yeah. than than Leighton Vander Esch. This guy was just born in the wrong decade. He's supposed to be like having a milkshake and going to a sweet sock hop dance later like with a girl in a poodle skirt like that's who this is supposed to be i guarantee he goes his preseason quote had something to do with it's gonna be a gas out there today it's gonna be a gas me and the fellas are going down to the dry riverbed to have a party it's gonna be a gas <laughs> so yes definitely but joe thomas certainly flashed uh the other guys i'll mention uh yeah, antoine you woods like? antoine Boyd. Yeah, he, this guy, he, he's made waves he, in training camp, and he showed up. He's nasty. That's what we like. He he, he jumped on me and Goat's radar because he was the only guy psycho enough that I've ever seen to fight Travis Frederick, which you get a lot of props from me just willing to swing a punch at that guy. Um, but he's big, nasty, man, and he, he had a nice game. And they say D-Tackle's been their most concern. I thought Jihad Ward, if we're throwing another name out, showed a little bit of showed a little bit of promise. Yeah, and with with complications that are have that are make, meaning that we won't have 
David Irving, who returning best defensive tackle on the team. Uh, and we're at least for now without Malik Collins, who, uh, while he had somewhat of a lackluster year last year, had a lot of success as a rookie. Um, we're missing both of them at the moment. So that was an area of concern for the team. Um, but Antoine Wood and looked very, very good. I'm making a prediction um, right here. I, I think he's your I think he's your week one starter. I think he starts yeah, week one. Really? You think Antoine Woods starts week one? Okay. Yeah, I, I, I can I can get down with that. Um in the same vein as Joe Thomas, kind of an unsung hero, Kayvon Frazier, man. This has always been a guy that's just flying around making plays. He's always making sick plays on special teams. Um, this guy, he, he played a game on Thursday night. He had the tip that led to the interception. He had a killer stop on special teams where he came down and just gunned the punt returner. Excellent, excellent game from Kayvon Frazier. Um, that's a guy who's just like, this is a classic example of like, this is somebody just trying to make a team, you know, Kayvon Frazier, he's been a cowboy, but like he wants a spot. And so he's going to go out there and play every snap they give him on special teams, on uh, defense. He's going to play every snap like it's a Super Bowl. Uh, and it's showing. His work's paying off. He played a great, great game. Um, what do you think of Dorrance Armstrong, Ben? Yo, he got his name brought up a lot. I, uh, You know, to be truthfully, I, I kept hearing his name, and I saw him flash, but what really spotted me is I was listening to the post game a little bit, and uh, – or maybe it was halftime show, and Nate Newton was doing it, who one of me and Goat's personal favorite human beings that covers the Cowboys. Oh, he playing, bro. Oh, he playing, bro. Um, I love me some Nate Newton, and he uh, he was big on Doris Armstrong, man. Um, he made a couple plays, Goat, to me. Like I said, I, I didn't write him down on my list, but uh, I read a couple you know, post reports, and I saw his name, and like I said, I saw Nate Newton giving the big guys some love. Yeah, definitely. He had a play that um, had the ball been placed a little better would have been a huge play for both him and uh, Leighton Vander Esch. Um, on one play, Dorrance Armstrong pushed the tackle back so far he collapsed the entire line. He just made a pile oh, yeah. out of the offensive line. Um, the uh, C.J. Beathard scrambled out and just tried to throw the ball down the sideline, and Leighton Vander Esch actually picked the ball off, but it was already out of bounds when he got the interception. So came up limping a little. I was uh, a little nervous there for young LVE. Uh, He's invincible. He has the armor of God. That's true. Young BPA doesn't fuck with that. Exactly. So those were looking good. Another guy that I'll say uh, showed some – he didn't have any big splash plays, but I could definitely see improvement from the last time we watched him play as Taco Charlton. Um, He got some burn. He's making good pass rush moves. He was getting. He had three pressures during the game. Um, he's definitely looking like he's he's coming along. You know, I think that last year we saw him be like a three sack guy, and I think of, for me anyway, if he's like a six sack guy, that's a huge improvement uh, and putting him along the road towards being a successful player on this team. And I think I see the you know the makings of that from that game on Thursday night. Yeah, I'd be more than happy to see. I mean, we talked about it last year. DNs just rarely make an impact year one you have some exceptions to the rule you have the von millers alden smiths uh tj watts of the world but even jj didn't have that much of a rookie year um yeah. your dean's just a tough position you're outsized by big ass human beings man that are yeah. that are 300 pound veterans and it's tough to Tough to go out and make immediate impact. So we didn't see Tank didn't have a sack until the playoff game against the Lions his rookie year when he had two. Yeah. Uh, so it's a tough it's a tough position to crack at. I would tell Cowboy fans, be patient with Taco Charlton out there. I think you'll see a little better play in, in 2018. Totally agreed. Uh, so lots who, of bright spots, Ben. Yeah, I was gonna I was just about to throw it to you. Uh who did you who would you write down that you has shaky games or disappointed games, man? Oh, it's a guy that, that I've been rooting for, man. That's Anthony Brown. Uh, lockdown Ant Brown. Uh, man, you know, it was a kind of a surprise to some people that Anthony Brown got his starting spot back. He was benched last year uh, in favor of Jordan Lewis. A big piece of that was that uh, Anthony Brown has been known to draw the boneheaded penalty from time to time. Uh, and that reared I swear his fool's Mike again. Jenkins 2.0. And I love Mike it's Jenkins for a while. But he just, man, he he grabs on such bad, bad times. That he does. That he does. Really key situations. Um, 
yeah, Brown Brown did not look good. He was eventually replaced by Jordan Lewis, who quite honestly didn't have much better of a night. That that corner spot just seemed to be giving the Cowboys real trouble. Um, well, Pettis beat him on a real long ball. Uh, a I'm, I'm going to say that that particular that particular play um, is a combination of bad play by Jordan Lewis and then uh, the safety huff. Um, yeah, like our Jordan third let, stringer. Yeah, yeah. Jordan let Jordan Lewis let uh, Pettis get away from him and behind him, thinking he had safety coverage over the top, and Huff was out of position by about 15 yards, and it left Pettis literally like 10, 15 yards wide open, um, and he caught a long ball. It was a it's a good read by by the 49ers quarterback. I mean, when you see a a window that big in the NFL, you take it. Um, but it's just been a mental mistake thing with Jordan. Uh, and that has been the weakness of his game in some areas. It's just like he's a very good athlete. He's incredibly aggressive. He's got the swagger and the confidence to play corner. Um, but sometimes it seems like the game gets away from him a little bit. And that's what I think we saw here was just he's out there. He finally gets to go in, get some burn. He had looked pretty good on the plays he had, had been in on, up until that point, And then he just lets this huge one go, and it just kind of sours the whole night. Yeah, we shouted him out a little bit. You know, that was both of us heading in to you all who listened to us last week, which, by the way, I think we had our season high, most listeners. Much, much appreciation, much love to you guys. In the history of the show. In the history of the show. We're on the come up. Like, I'm, I'm finna put to my two weeks in right now, man. Hell yeah. Do this shit full time. But uh, on a serious note, uh, what we did say last week was that we were little, we were most anticipating watching this DB unit play. That's who I had the highest hopes for and really who let me down the most. I, I don't really think anyone flashed. I gave Byron a little bit of love. Uh, obviously, Kayvon Frazier played a little bit. But in general, they were they were, dis- they were the most disappointing unit as a whole to me. Agreed. Totally agreed. Um, the one, the only member of the secondary, or the only member uh, of my didn't play that well list who wasn't on the secondary was, uh, was our friend Connor Williams. Um, and this one makes me sad because Connor's going to be a good player. I'm pretty convinced of that. Um, and he showed some good plays as well. There was one particular play yeah. uh, during the first series. It was kind of the only negative play the Cowboys took during that march down the field. He got um, beat off the snap, son. Yeah, he got beat badly. Um, bowled over. Dak took a sack because of it. Um and I don't know, I, I, I'd have to go back and watch the film. I don't know if it was just he got straight beat physically, if there was a stunt involved, if there was something else in the way. Well, but- it, was, it, was, it was the Niners' number one pick from last year. I mean, like top five pick. I forget his name. Yeah. Was uh, Solomon, Solomon Thomas. Thomas. Yeah. yeah, it was Solomon Thomas. And, I mean, good player, but, yeah, he got woo, he got beat inside right away. I mean, yeah. there's one thing they talk about quarterbacks can't do is a penetration right up the middle, and that came yeah. right at Dak. He he took that sack instantly. So I agree with Goat on that. That was that was disappointing. I mean, he really didn't stand out for better or for worse after that, but that was he had the low light for sure on that opening drive. The good thing about this that situation is that man, this guy's surrounded by some of the oh, best professionals. Bros, dude. Yeah. His left tackle is Tyron Smith, who with Joe Thomas retiring is at minimum a top three left tackle, maybe top one in the entire yeah. league. And then top two or three center, depending where you put Yonda from Baltimore. I mean, that's a that's a heck of a. And then his other a, guard. I mean, the guy who's playing his equivalent across from him is Zach Martin, who, at least by contract, is the best guard in the game. So, um, and even Lael, Lael was is no slouch. Um, you know, sometimes Lael gets overshadowed because of the team he's on and the line he plays with. Um, but on most teams, L. Collin is is a very serviceable starter that people like. So Connor will learn. He's with uh, a very professional line. I was going to say, does a guard. But in general, what I was trying to say is, yeah, he's he's surrounded by all pros. Goat. I mean, he's going to be okay. Yeah, for sure. And and this is a you know it, it's it's tough when you come from a an organization like UT where they just squander your talent. They don't develop players. I mean, this is just what happens to UT players. It's a it's a shock when they get into the league, you know. So this is uh this is just Connor's kind of wake up call. To the NFL. He's going to go out there. He's going to get coached up by the best in the game, and well, we'll see. A, a, and when a this very line, refined. when this line was rated number one line in the league two years ago, uh, 
it wasn't like oh, I'm forgetting his name now. I just blanked. Our left guard was all world beater right then. I know he went to Denver. Who am I thinking of? Goat. Colombo. No, 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 not Mark. <laughs> God, you just did it to draw me off sides. No, I have plenty of memories of Mark Colombo. That was not one of them. Uh, fuck, I forget his name. To do with degenerative knees, but anyway, uh, my point is that we don't need all five of these guys to be all pros to be the best league. I mean, yeah. we're gonna have the three stalwarts if Connor Williams can just be more solid last year than Jonathan Cooper was, and. Yeah. Uh, Whoever they asked, Chaz Green or whoever they rotated. Sounds like Chad, the Chaz Green. We'll get we'll get to this in the camp news section, but the Chaz Green era may be over in Dallas. Yeah, he had a poor now. game too. He 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 got beat once pretty bad, and uh, I think you're right. I actually read a rumor that he was getting a trade rumor. I was like, who the hell wants to trade for Chaz Green, man? Who is that? Yeah, that one Chaz Green is is pretty terrible. Um, the other thing is that. Chaz Green also got injured this week at practice two days ago, so he's it's going to be a, a tough climb back into this lineup for Chaz Green, even with even if we suffer some injuries. So we'll see what happens there. Um, so that was that was effectively kind of the highs and lows of the game. Ben, if you had to pick one sure. player on offense, one player on defense, who are your stars of the game? Uh, I'm going. I know he played a little bit. I'm just going to say Dak. If I had to go, someone who played more, I would say Bo. And then on defense. Uh, player of the game, like I said, Joe Thomas. He just made the most flash plays to me. Very nice. Um, I'm on offense. I'm gonna go Michael Gallup. Um, sure. This dude was put in a huge pressure situation at a position where we have a lot of question marks, and he showed out and he scored a touchdown. Um, he's the stud until proven otherwise. As far as I'm concerned, I, I love what I see from this kid. They did an interview with him on the sidelines. I don't know if you caught that. Um, Gallup is just like. A little kid up there. It's it, he's just such a funny guy. Well, like I, I said, I read his quote. He's he's like he's giddy. He didn't know what to say, man. He called the reporter, the sideline reporter, ma'am. Like he was talking to a grown up. Like oh, it was so funny. I love it. So, but I was thinking of Ron Leary on that. There guard. you go, Ron Leary. So, uh, on and on defense, um, I'm I'm gonna have to go with my boy Jalen Smith, man. Um, of course, just to see this come to fruition to see this guy playing at that kind of level. He's getting a ton of attention now. I've, I've read 50 articles since the game, just about, are we seeing the emergence of the player that we thought we were getting in the second round? Um, you know, people forget because of everything else that's gone on, but Jalen Smith was a unanimous top five, top 10 selection in that draft. Um, in fact, if you look back at the history of the mock drafts from that year, Jalen Smith was mocked no, to the Cowboys. Well, people were saying he was going to go to the Cowboys at when we took Zeke. Like that's how high this guy was projected to go. There's no doubt he was going to be first linebacker off the board. Um, I don't think I've seen a linebacker as hyped as Jalen Smith was since May. Uh, I mean, not. I guess they come every year, but he was on the same level that we put like Roquan Smith at this year. Yeah, I mean, most was, definitely. He was definitely coming out to be a game changer. So, man, if the Cowboys, if if Jalen Smith really does. Like become that player that is got to be one of the best second round picks in Cowboys history. Uh, I want to throw it a little league wide goat. I know this is a Dallas Cowboys podcast, but we we keep our eyes tuned across the league. Uh, just give me one player who shined for you randomly across the league, and one player who, or just yeah, just just a player who shined. Anything you notice across the league? Two. I'll give you two. Okay. Um, one is Baker Mayfield. Um, Ooh, that boy. <laughs> I mean, there's it's no secret me and Ben are, are kind of in that Baker corner of the do you love or do you hate this very polarizing figure. Um, Baker Mayfield balled out, man. He used his legs, threw some professional passes. I mean, that one in the end of the end zone to the, the tight end. Oh, yeah. Um, he's just threading the needle. I loved it. So Baker Mayfield, huge. And then I'll give you the surprise one for me, which was Sam Darnold. Um, yeah, he was mine. He was mine. Sam Donald looked really good. And did you see the Josh Norman interview about him? Oh, I did not, no. But I love some Josh, Josh Norman. Josh Norman, I'll say this. It was both a cool interview and upsetting because he threw a little shade. But um, of basically what Josh Norman said was just like, it's insane to see a kid that young making passes like that. He said, you know, sometimes when there's a rookie um, – and in fact, I will – 
I will read the quote so as not to – I don't want to draw the ire of Josh Norman. He probably listens to the podcast. Yeah, he's a big fan. He tweets at me every day. Okay, so he said, you get rookies in here and you try to like mess with them and bait them a little bit into thinking that he's going to make a throw on a route that you can make a play on, and he's not having it. It's so crazy to see that at an early age. I mean, you see it every once in a while. Dak had that. Carson has that. So had that has cool. that. Yeah. Has yeah yeah. He was he was choosing his words carefully. But Josh is probably tired of losing to Dak Prescott every single time they've ever played. So I get it, bro. I get it. It sucks. But um, it, it is cool to see him say that about Sam Darnold. Obviously, Darnold came in with a ton of pressures on the Jets, which is just like a death knell for every quarterback. Um, Darnold had some doubters. I mean, I'll, I'll admit now, I, I'll, I'll eat a little bit of crow. I mean, I'm not ready to call him the greatest ever do it or something, but I was I was a, a Darnold non-believer. Um, you know, I wasn't huge on any of the, the high-end blue-chip quarterbacks this year. Not a huge Rosen guy. Uh, not, definitely not a Josh Allen fan. Um, and, and definitely watched Sam Darnold struggle last year to a great degree with accuracy, making throws that, you know, making decisions, throwing to the wrong receiver. Um, and worried about that on a Jets team that is almost devoid of talent. Uh, and in his preseason game, Sam Darnold looked really, really good. He sure did, and I, I was in the same boat. I'm really not sold on anyone in this class. I'm still under the opinion that the Giants should have taken one of them at two over Saquon Barkley, who uh, some people are going to believe the hype. His first touch was like 40 yards. He did nothing with his other four for the record. But um, – uh, no, dude, he had a 40-yard carry against a team that's won one of their last 32 games. He's clearly the best running back in the history of time ever. I know, man. You got to deal with that. Um, yeah, no, the, the, that that was surprising to me to see Don. Plus, he came to camp a little late because of the contract holdout um, while, they, while they fixed some things there. So that's who I was going to choose. I mean, it, it, it's always fun to see preseason who, who kind of shines in the hype. I didn't really see anyone who did it. Even Josh Allen's stat line looked terrible to me, but I read reports that some beat writers are in love with it. The cannon he has. And, well, he had one really, really good throw. I'll give him that. But he also had some, he had, he, he flashed exactly what we were worried about. Like, he had a play where he scrambled like 25 yards back from the line and got blown up and lost the ball. Like, uh, no. that's what you're worried about with a guy like him. So hopefully they can calm him down. Um, he kind of got overshadowed in his own game by the midfield beef between Cam Newton and Kelvin Benjamin anyway. So he wasn't exactly the headline of the night, but that was fun. It was fun to watch. Speaking of some midfield beef, uh, this is going this week. You saw the, uh, the Niners and Jets are uh, practicing against each other because they play this week. Yeah. Do you see this? I did not see this incident okay. you're referring to. Jungle Boy DJ Swearinger is still on the Redskins. Who I am a huge fan of. And your old fan, who you're also, Terrell Pryor, is now on the Jets. So they're running one-on-one drills. Uh, you can go find this video. They throw up a lob to TP, gets knocked down. And Swearinger's not even the guy on coverage. They're just one-on-one. The whole Redskins team just geeks out, and Swearinger tarts talking mad shit to Terrell Pryor saying, we're going to be here all day. We're going to be here all week. You've not got nothing. And so Terrell Pryor, you can't really hear what he says, but he starts saying something. They walk to midfield, and DJ Swearinger throws a fake punch at Terrell Pryor, and Terrell Pryor ducks. He flinches at it. <laughs> and all the Redskins geek out about it. and just Such like a Swearinger move. Oh, Man, yeah. I'm so glad he's not on the Texans anymore because I'm like, like a little more now, but God, Dude, he awesome. gets face, but you can see it. He either like throws a fake punch of trail prior ducks at it. And Ooh, everybody gives trail prior so much. If, if you haven't do yourself a huge favor, if you're a football fan, go watch DJ Swearinger's highlight tape from college. Uh, this dude is hilarious and a really good football player. Uh, he had a particularly really hard at least. Yeah. He had a particular series in college uh, against Arkansas where he got, unnecessary roughness penalties on back-to-back plays for flexing over dudes he tackled. And then after giving up 30 yards in penalties, he gets a pick six, runs it back to the house, and then throws the ball into the crowd, which draws for another <laughs> So Dude. good. I love this guy. I uh, know. He really wasn't – I mean, he was a second-round pick that kind of flamed out 
for the Texans, but you know what? I would love to have that guy. So no, we see him twice I, a year up. So, I know. so uh, that's 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 kind of around the league. Um, I think so. I think that's it. Some uh, some some camp news. Yeah, hit me up. Hit me up. What you got this week for us? So first of all, uh, Saturday saw the return to team drills of a uh, someone that you might even think doesn't exist anymore. He's a, almost a myth now. Um, we saw the return of number 94, about? Randy Gregory. No way. Dead serious. Uh, went out there, um, had saw some saw some tape. He looks like he's in good shape, man. He he got a nice tackle on Dak on one play. It would have been a tackle. Obviously, they don't tackle in training camp. Um, and he's already kind of getting chemistry with the other DNs. I, I sent Ben uh, a link or a screenshot today of one of the Cowboys beat writers said that right before a play – uh, Lawrence looked down the line, shot a hand signal at Gregory, who acknowledged it, and they both uh, like shot the same set of pass rush moves at the line, trying to put pressure on Dak. Man, it could be really cool, Ben. I know you don't want to believe, but I believe, Ben. I, it's not I don't want to believe. I just don't. As I said last week, anything you get from that guy is 100% bonus, whether that's one sack or one snap. I don't. I just well, when he gets ready. thirty sacks this year. <laughs> oh my god! I told Ben. I told Ben today. Rub it in my face. I you said, feel free. That Lawrence, Lawrence, and Randy are going to combine for forty sacks, and Ben goes, "That's a lot of sacks for Lawrence." And I said, "I don't know, Ben. I think Lawrence can get ten sacks." <laughs> Damn it! Both we both played our cards there, but he came out with a big gun. Um, yeah, you know what? I'm rooting for Randy. I just, I have. I have zero confidence in him giving us anything. If he gives us anything, that's fine for me. If you want to ride the train, feel free. I'm just not on that hype train. I'm not. Right, I don't have a ticket to that. I don't, don't have believe. Don't believe in Jalen. Don't believe in Randy. When they're both all pros this year, I will be talking cash shit on this very podcast. If we have two, if either of them are all pros or pro bowlers, I will buy you their jersey. Oh, that is a bet, sir. <laughs> Extra medium Jalen Smith jersey ready to ship, my dude. I want that blue, that Cowboys blue. That's right. All right. I I promise you I will. All right. Fair enough. Uh, Along the same lines of fan favorites who will probably never see the field in an actual NFL game, um, we did not see much Rico Gathers on Thursday night. Uh, He was in for some blocking plays. He caught one ball for eight yards at the very end of the game. Um, and people are talking about we are we are about to see the end of the Rico Gathers experiment. And then right as we say that, this footage gets leaked onto the internet of Rico Gathers making an insane one-handed catch in training camp. Um, which I of course really fans wonder. I really wonder like, because every every training camp beat writers talk about him. There's something with the coaching staff there. It's like with David Irving. Remember, everyone talked about how he needed more plays and more snaps, and he wasn't getting it until he did. I yeah. wonder if Rico's like. I wonder if there's just something they don't trust with that guy. Well, his blocking is pretty bad. I'll give him that. And on the Cowboys, the tight end has to be able to block. A number one know. job. But yeah, you'd think there'd be there'd be some red zone package, some special alignment. But I guess Dude, I saw this team. I saw this team run Escobar screens for four seasons. Okay, don't yeah. tell me that they don't have a package for Rico gathers. No, that's very true. Um, so the, we will be uh, continuing to provide updates on the Rico Gathers experiment. We'll see how that turns out. The only other big uh, – well, not even big, but small notes of camp news I have. Malik Collins, uh, who's been injured, finally looking like he is moving towards playing again. Uh, and then today's practice saw one Jeffrey Heath uh, leave the field and get his knee worked on. So that begs the question, Ben. Is there another safety in the league that we could possibly go after to replace one mm. Jeffrey Heath? Mm. In my dreams, goat, there is, and his name is Earl Motherfucking Thomas. Now, and there's no news on the Earl Thomas front, which begs the question: Is this a smokescreen by the Cowboys to make a move at the last minute for Earl Thomas? There's only one thing. When there's no news, there is news. Correct. That is what I choose to believe. And I think if you look at all signs, it's that Earl Thomas is coming to the Cowboys. Agreed. 
Totally agreed. There's just nothing that leads me to believe he's not. And until week one is out there and Jeff Heath is your starting safety, I will not stop saying that Earl Thomas will be a Cowboy. Think about this. Who's the best running back in Cowboys history? Emmett Smith. His name starts with an E. Who's one of the best <laughs> quarterbacks in Cowboys history? Trey Aikman. His last name starts with an A. Who's the best D-end on the Cowboys? Randy Gregory. His name <laughs> starts with an R. Who was a much maligned first-round pick by the Dolphins two years ago? Laramie Tunsil. His name starts with an L. Oh, my Put those God. Together. Earl as in Thomas. Mark it down. That's Earl. Think of this, too. My dad, biggest Cowboy fan I ever knew. Rest in peace. Pour some out. His first name was Thomas. Earl's last name is Thomas. My middle name is Thomas. That is Thomas, Thomas, Thomas. That means also he's coming. the last name of Earl Thomas. Also <laughs> the first name of Ben's father. Do you see the parallels? <laughs> Dude. Do I need to spell it out for you? It's coming. He's coming. Oh, it's happening. Oh, and so with the latest on Earl Thomas covered, um, Ben, that was kind of all I had for this week. Do you have any final thoughts? No, I do not. Uh, who do we play preseason week two? I had it pulled up. The Bengals. The Bungles. The Bungles. Uh, yeah, that'll be a game that is played. It will be my prediction. I don't. Uh, yeah, let's not play starters against Vontas Burfacit and preseason his very likely still suspended or not in jail like the the fact that that guy's still in the league i mean we all everyone used to throw their hands up about indomitian sue vontas burvisit makes indomitian sue look like leighton vander esch okay like vontas burvisit has like the most heinous penalties i've ever seen on a football field yeah he's a pretty terrible human um you want to do predictions for this game? What do you want to see this game? Anything? We're going to see a little bit more burn from the guys. Yeah, that's what. That's the only thing. It's like it's hard to make predictions not knowing like how much time everyone's going to get. Um, I if if we do get to see the ones, um, I just want to see a continuation of the the Dak Gallup connection. Um, the more we see of that, the more confident I can be that this team will have a, a number one receiving threat. Um, and then on defense, hey, I'll take. Uh, seconds of what I had last week. Uh, dominant performance by Jalen Smith, please. How about you? Yeah, mine is uh, along the same line. Consistency. I want to see. I want to see some of the same guys who gave us good week ones, week twos. I would love to see Joe Thomas again. See if we got something there. I'd love to see Lance Lenore again. I mean, these are guys who may or may not make the roster. You know what I mean? I want to see. I want to see steps forward from them. Uh, give me some more bow. And and that's really and, and the corners and DBs in general. Let's let's see. Some yeah, you'd like to see a bounce back game from the secondary for sure. So, all right, guys. Well, that about covers it. We've uh, we've run through the 49ers game, what we've seen at camp, and given you just a sneak preview of what we'll be covering on next week's episode of Boys Will Be Boys. Um, as usual, guys, thank you so much for listening. Uh, our our the response to us putting the podcast on uh, iTunes last week was huge. Um, it's our most listened to episode ever. And we're just super stoked about that. Me and Ben were geeking out, just texting each other, the numbers of downloads we got all week. So that was a huge deal for us. Um, so please feel free to like, uh, subscribe, rate and review the podcast in iTunes. Um, please, please. We're, we're, week, we're some vain Instagram models. I mean, we live, we exactly. just, live shit, we're trying to make it on Dambles Arian's boat. You know what I'm saying? So hit that, hit that like button, but I put my two uh, weeks in, I'm, I'm ready to live off you guys. Ben's you know going to die of starvation <laughs> and you kicked out of his apartment. If you do not subscribe to this podcast. Um, but seriously, the way that Apple's algorithm works, all it cares about is subscribers, the five star ratings and reviews, um, so please, if you have an extra second and you're in your phone already listening to the podcast, leave us a, a, a rating and a review. It means the world to us. Thank you so much. Um, so yeah, guys, keep a lookout. We will be back next week to cover the results of preseason week two Cowboys against Bengals. Yes, sir. Uh, and that will do it. For apologies, for any, uh, apologies for any sound hiccups. Our boy goat is in the ATL hotel. So yeah, uh, this, this is hotel internet, so you never know what you're getting here. Ugh. So, as always, guys, it's Andy Gatelli. 
Benjamin Walker. This has been Boys Will Be Boys. Take it easy. Peace.